Welcome back to the Mail In Podcast. Happy Thursday, everybody. Get one of these in your uh, in your feed Thursday morning. With me, Brett Merriman, Randy Trembacki on the ones and twos, and to my right, making her long-awaited return, the lovely Sally DeFreeze. Good morning, Sally. Good morning. How are you doing? I know. Thanks for having me back (laughs) as a co-host of this podcast. (laughs) A little PSA for people out there. This is not my full-time job. No, you are a working mom who has gone back to work now with two children, and its uh, schedules can be a little bit different. Uh, And I became chief of my hospital. No way. Yes. Uh, Let's go. (laughs) Thank you. That's Uh, that's awesome. So took on a little... Extra. extra responsibility. So there is a chance for the next two-ish months till we like iron out when we can actually record this, that it may not come to your, you know, your podcast app by the morning of Thursday, or it may be a random guest. It may be Randy giving you advice. You did. So you just, filled in admirably last Thank week. you, Randy. I appreciate that. We almost missed our flight to Nashville. So I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, so just bear with us. I'm trying, I'm trying to make it happen on the regular, but we got to figure out a time that this is going to work for everybody. <laughs> we will figure it out. We just we love having you back. And Thank you. We have a lot of questions that I'm like, oh well, I need Sally for that one. Yeah. So uh, it's you know, no one's really taken to my recording on Sunday at 3 p.m. Yeah. Well, now that the bills are eliminated, I'm wide open. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Which. Uh, I, just, I know. RIP bills. I know. Just it's so it's just why 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 do we even why why do we bother? Right? Why do we get our hopes up for anything? The lines are still in it. I know. How exciting is that? Shockingly, and I'm trying to temper Will's expectations. He I, I want to tell he, tales out of school. He they won next week in his mind. No, see, I think I think he is so used to them losing that he's like this, this we're done. Can I can I tell you can I tell the people the move y'all did in buying refundable flights to Vegas? I love that move. Well, I didn't want to be in a situation where there was a chance they went and we and you and you were like, well, met, now they're now they're twelve hundred bucks or they they were sold out. Yeah. So I was like, I'm just gonna get them. They are refundable. Okay. Well, I bought them on points, so the points oh, will go back to my Southwest account. Sure. Uh Jules is a big Vegas goer. She is. We do know this. Um, so Shout she already Jules. had multiple rooms. Does in she Vegas. listen to this podcast? I don't think so. Oh, Nancy okay. does. She. Nancy I does. know Nancy. Mm-hmm. Hi, Nancy. Uh, Shouts to you. I don't think Jules has ever listened to a podcast in her life. <laughs> she sends us stuff from okay. like Huberman and is like, mm-hmm. everyone should be doing this. We're like, did you listen <laughs> to it or read it? Yep. Yeah, She's yeah. the person who reads the headline, sends it out, has no idea what it says. Right. Of course. She was queen of that during COVID. Oh yes. Does she? Uh, what is? Does she li- listen to anything? Does she listen to music? Does she? When, when she goes to Vegas, is what is she popping on the headphones? Nothing. Oh, she's she just raw talks to it. all the people around her. <laughs> when she's in the car, you'd be like, is she listening to music mm-hmm. or talk radio or whatever it is that people do? Uh, no, she calls each sibling on loop. So she starts with Emily, then Natalie, mm-hmm. then me, then Lily, then Harry. Then she calls my dad. Then she calls, like, she has a whole list she runs down. And then Shh. when she gets to the bottom, she hikes back up to the top. Got it. Do you remember when, uh, like, if you're on a sports team or sometimes we did this with Snow Days, you had the, the call tree where, like, okay, you're, you were responsible for calling yeah. these three parents. And then these three parents were responsible for calling those nine parents. Like, right. It was the call tree. 
I don't know that what that just jogged my memory of that. Uh, no, I mean I, but hers is like a call list. It's not a, a tree. Right. She just has the the Rolodex. Unfortunately, this is a trait I think she's passing on to me because oh, I right. have found myself in the car not in the mornings because it's too early, mm-hmm. on my way to work. So I like listen to stuff on the way to work, but I have found myself in the afternoons going down the phone list and like really? catching up with people. That's a good thing. That's a good trait to have though. It's a good trait, but Will would argue that it's like annoying because I'll just call him and be like, hey, what's up? Like, how's your day? <laughs> he's like, can we not do this at home when you're going to be home in like two minutes? Okay. That's well, it's and he's like, thing- I'm juggling both children and like, it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so I need uh-huh. to, yeah, I, it's unfortunately like it's very targeted towards Will, my mom and my sister. So like I, okay. I call those three people. And Got I it. talk to them all the time. I thought you meant like, oh, you're calling your friends from Houston. And you're no, calling I need your, to do that. Yeah. That's who I need to call. I see. Um, before we move on, I just I was on a flight uh, Saturday. Or I guess Friday. I was on a flight Friday. And the lady next to me uh-huh. had uh, 3.5 million Delta miles. I saw her phone. Oh, shit. And I was like. Was she I've never, I've Oh, pfft. She was like, like lifetime. Platinum. She was lifetime three sixty, like yeah, uh, whatever the diamond diamond medallion. Diamond medallion. Yeah, I'm Triple I'm platy, diamond medallion. I'm platy for the next month and a half, I think, because I got the, all the COVID like rollover, and then I I'm I'm gonna be silver moving forward. It's sad. I lot like I lost my silver somehow. Really? Well, Delta changed all their. They changed stuff. everything. Yeah, I know. I know. It was a bummer. It's sad. So I'm gonna lose I my like a silver is like not even like. That's just baseline. And Silver I lost gets it. you a free, like a free bag. And it's like so and like priority boarding. Yeah, that's priority it. boarding. Platinum gets you complimentary upgrades, free bags, drink vouchers on every flight. I it's, know. I'm gonna, it's gonna suck. Oh, I well. know. Oh well. Oh well. We are the mail-in. Please uh, subscribe on iTunes, follow on Spotify, hit the hotline number 888-362-MAIL. That is 888-362-6245. Or you can write in at the link in the Twitter bio at Mail In Podcast or in the description of this episode. Uh, hit up the YouTube, which we're on today. Good morning, folks, <clears throat> at youtube.com slash Mail In Podcast to see our lovely faces in 6K. Sally, are you ready? I'm ready. Are you going to read the first one? Sure. You want me to do the first one? Or you you can you can read the first one because okay. I already the second one has no punctuation and I already have mapped it out in my head how I'm going to read it because okay. okay okay the first time I read it I was very confused and then I realized they didn't use a single period perfect let's let's question. let's ride okay dear Brett and Sally and other potential guest hosts so yeah we'll throw Randy in there too Randy you're uh, the answer I am 25 living in Manhattan shouts to the Gem Saloon major shouts yeah I have aged out of the Gem Saloon by the way. I went there when I was in New York, and I was like, "Too old, too old." Had one drink, had the nachos, and I and I had to bounce. got out of there. Yeah, yep. I've been seeing my girlfriend for about two years. Overall, she's been great. She's kind. She's smart. My family likes her, and we have a lot of the same long-term goals. However, it's become apparent that she has one real interest: Taylor Swift. Oh, she's a Swifty. I have no issue with Taylor and enjoy her music, but my girlfriend's hyperfixation on her has become incredibly annoying. She turns nearly every conversation into something about Taylor. And couples with the broad-based media converge on her. I'm at my Taylor Swift limit. As someone who has a multitude of hobbies like lifting, sports, squash, reading, religion, cooking, history, etc. This this dude is cultured. Uh, I find her tunnel vision to be a real thorn in our relationship. 
How can I bring my need for her to diversify her interests? Should I say nothing and just encourage other hobbies? Or is this something I need to either deal with slash decide if it's a deal breaker? Okay. Let's talk parasocial relationship. Here's my here's where I think it becomes a deal breaker, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. This is my personal deal breaker. Okay. Are you on Twitter or Instagram with like a Finsta, not a Finsta, sorry, a fan Instagram Ooh. or a fan Twitter. If she's slash, the proprietor of like Taylor Swift besties. Yeah. Oh and like, are you commenting on like, say, Kim Kardashian's, mm. you know, okay. Instagram five years ago when all that came out, like with mm-hmm. like hate comments? Like, are oh. you, because yeah. I like Taylor. As much as the next person. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to go back to the Eras tour Shops. internationally. You know? Is it always is this gonna continue to be the Eras tour? Or is she just gonna stop it at some point and be like, all right, this is the blankety blank tour? I think that Eras is continuing internationally, okay. like in Europe in 2024. And the next time she does a US thing, it'll be like the There's whatever. there's two US cities, New oh. New Orleans and Miami. Oh, at the okay. very end of the tour. Got it. I only know this because we have dis- my girlfriends and I have discussed going because we didn't mm-hmm. all get to go the first time together. Okay, so we were like, "Yeah, let's go to New Orleans. That'll mm-hmm. be fun, or Miami, or Toronto, whatever it is." Do you uh, want to go to uh, Dave Matthews in the Woodlands with me? No, I don't. Uh, okay. Maybe Will does. <laughs> um, so I like Taylor as much as the next person. Do I think that she is maybe a little too publicized currently? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, do but like that's not her fault. I mean, it's probably a little bit her publicist doing, but like, you know, she can't help it. But I think we need to take the celebrity obsession to me, be obsessed with the band, be obsessed with celebrity. But when you are making your like social media presence just about them Mm -hmm. or like stalking them, we've gone into problem territory. What I think Taylor does that this this girl sort of might have fallen into a little bit is doesn't she kind of like QAnon her fans where it's like she tr- she intentionally is like hey here's some breadcrumbs and try to find she breadcrumbs them for yeah. sure but i also think she puts herself out there as like a very approachable person who like oh, yeah totally is so people in the same vein of like this is a horrible comparison but mm-hmm. in the same vein of like how circling back listeners think they understand what's going on in like will dave and dylan's lives because they talk mm-hmm. about it on air sure she is similar in the fact that she puts a lot of her life out there on social media and things like that so people think like oh i like we would be best friends like i know her but like in reality you don't fully know i mean she probably is exactly who she presents herself to be but Mm -hmm. i think she presents herself very much girl next door and so people like get this obsession of like we would absolutely be we would be buddies i get that and that's kind of the parasocial relationship like you you are with this person, I think it happens with like streamers, like people watch these people right. every single day, comment and, and interact and feel like they could be actual friends. And, and we've sort seen of, so much of her lately, yeah. like in the past year because yeah. of the tour that people are, it's, anyway, I, I, to me, the deal breaker is like, if she's has this whole online life where she's like going to Taylor's defense and stuff mm-hmm. unnecessarily, like that's too far. I agree. Personally. I have an experience with this. Mm. Will is, in the past year and a half, become a huge deadhead. He has. Okay. Thank you it's for the like, Christmas gift, by the way. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, it is 
one of his it's taken on a pretty big life of its own at this point he uh mostly listens to dead music he only talks about jam bands etc <laughs> here's how i feel about it i personally am glad he has something to do mm-hmm. and most of the time i just tune him out like you kind of nod and like okay like there are there it. are aspects of it that like i like you mm-hmm. know like i'll go to a concert with him great don't mind it in the car but like when he starts talking about like oh like uh so the the lead guitarist of Goose was like with the Deadheads in the blah 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 in Mexico, and I'm just like checked out. Mm-hmm. Personally, that's how I deal with it because like I love Will. He does have other interests, but he's very focused on this interest currently, gotcha. and I am not. So yeah. I just let him do his thing. Does it have anything to do with Manchester United being absolute shit? Probably trash. Um, which is another interest that like I know enough about, but I also tune out. Mm-hmm. I think. I'm not going to knock somebody for having a, an interest, sure. right? Like I absolutely get an interest, go ball deep in it, like love it. Especially I think when people pick up new hobbies, they get like really enthralled in it. But it sounds like this girl's been really enthralled with Taylor Swift for a while. Yeah. You know your own personal deal breaker. You have to decide like is she going full psycho and now like we have to go to five different cities to see her in concert and she can only talk about her and she like – is becoming a little bit like single white femaleing Taylor Swift. Like, is that going to happen? Mm-hmm. Or is it like she's probably going to move on when Taylor's not in the spotlight as much? Sure. I think it, for me, I kind of think of like the the why here. Like what is, what is that relationship with Taylor's fandom doing for her? Is mm-hmm. it filling a void of like a sisterly figure? Is it filling a void of, of like camaraderie boredom or camaraderie or what, like what is that giving her? Mm-hmm. And is is where the deal breaker comes into it is like you said with are we trying to go to five concerts and now it's a financially crippling thing right. is, is there are it like actively taking time out of her day she that, trying to move to nashville the stalker like some, hanging yeah, out in her west village neighborhood like right it's something that's like okay it's taking away from our relationship not not because she talks about her all the time yeah but we're 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 sacrificing time or money or yeah. like things that actually can damage a relationship um, otherwise I think you just, you, you asked her like, where does, what, what is this doing for you? What, how, how does this fill up your cup? Right. Yeah. In, in the, in the fandom. And if it's like, you know, people are like Game of Thrones, Reddit was big. You go look at all the theories and after mm-hmm. every episode. So I get why people can have these obsessions or hobbies that kind of go too far. And Taylor Swift's been one of them, but if she provides her comfort or it's, she's helped her through trauma or something like that, maybe you know, maybe give a little grace until yeah. it's really, truly affecting, you know, you're 25. If people can grow out of these. And things. she might, it, it, everyone kind of approaches hobbies differently. There are people like this guy and people on the Great British Baking Show who have like 17 really intense hobbies. Like, sure. that's what I always think is hilarious about the Great British Baking Show. It's like these people are amateur bakers. That's already like a hobby in itself, but they mm-hmm. also like collect like toy cars and they like also garden and they do like they have like the most hobbies of anyone. I'm like, if I, if somebody asked me a hobby, my hobby is like sleeping and watching TV. Like I, sure. Orange, I orange wine was there for a little bit. Yeah. I don't like have hobbies. So people kind of approach them differently. And when I do have a hobby, I tend to like go full throttle into it. Okay. Like I'm about to make Mahjong my hobby, I think. Really? Yeah. There was a, uh, got a whole set. There was rumors. Christmas. There there was a Sally hobby watch uh, at some point last year, two years ago. 
on uh, embroidery, I think, for a second. Yeah, it didn't go well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, some people approach it differently. Some people mm -hmm. can dabble in a bunch of different things, and some people need to go full-blown, like, they're, that's their personality is, like, they're obsessive, and so they pick one thing and they really – home in on it. Mm -hmm. So I don't think we can fault her for not having a bunch of different interests like this guy. You can maybe see if she wants to come, you know, play squash with you or mm -hmm. uh, go take an art class or whatever it is. But if if it's not like doing full damage besides you just being like people, exactly what you said, people grow out of it. I think you give yeah. it time. Mm -hmm. I do too. I think this is a time thing, and just uh, until it gets to the point where she's like, "Well, I'm gonna, Taylor's supposed to be in Nashville next week, not for a concert, just like there's rumors that she's going to be there, so I'm going to fly there and just like right." Then, then you're like, "Okay, we have a an issue. You're stalking now." My sister has a friend who's a full blown Swifty, and like mm -hmm. literally, like every album that comes out, like is showing up to Target because that's usually who she partners with. And okay. like has all the extra tracks and like gets the really? thing and like you know goes through all the breadcrumbs and it's like yeah I know Kelly like Kelly Teeds a friend of mine at Barstool does that she's like I guess she kind of reports like the Taylor Swift beat though so she kind of yeah. has to it's it's an interesting I mean I I it's an interesting fandom and every I think every girl has a reason for it right but like the difference is like Kelly Teeds doesn't like have a and. Twitter that's like no, Taylor Swift, Bessie Daly, that's like yes, a fan account. Literally talking about like what Jason Kelsey is wearing because he is like somewhat, you know, related to her. Do you think? Just a quick aside. I think we I think we got well done with that question. Yeah. The Jason Kelsey discourse I saw. Did you see his shirtless? Yeah. Per performance. Yes. That like body type slash. Um, like beer crushing, bearded, you know, man. I think that's making a comeback. Like the '90s had that, and the '80s had that, and now it's like I think that it has come back. What do you think on that? Isn't that just equivalent to a dad bod? It's. I think it's a little more. It's like a barrel chested. Dad. Yeah, like dad bod's like, a little, like, little more less athletic. Really like, like manly. Yeah, something to bod. that. I think that people are like, wait a second. A lot of the tweets I saw were like. Do you mind if I say something? Like quote tweeting yeah. the Jason Kelsey picture. Yeah. And it's like dad bod plus. It's, it's like yeah. jacked dad bod. Does that make sense? I don't know. Not into it? Not really. No. Okay. But I, to, I, I, take the again, I think I'm kind of tired of like happy for Taylor and Travis. Mm -hmm. Great for Jason and Travis's podcast. I'm, I am a little sick of them being shoved down my throat a little bit. I get it. Like I'm ready I mean, for I the NFL it. season to be over because I think NFL leaned in a little too hard, and I'm like, y'all need to chill out. I I see the I, I I have the take. I have the very lukewarm take. I'll call it where I totally don't mind being, you know, shown Taylor celebrating a touchdown, and I agree that it's it's happened a lot. Yeah, and I'm just so I, I have both and sides. I, I don't I have it. a problem yeah. with like mm -hmm. the Kelseys. I like totally. like I think some people like think they're a little chuggy or blah blah blah. I'm like it, Jason Kelsey seems like. I think people think that they're maybe a little try hard, especially Ooh, okay. like maybe Jason Kelsey's like whole situation of like partying with the Bills fans and then being shirtless. I'm like, let him live. Who cares? Mm -hmm. But I also think that it's partially our responsibility to stop like feeding into the frenzy of like the NFL and like all of those announcers are showing it because we're all like, oh my God, like Taylor and you know who Brittany are friends. <laughs> you know who's had the best like month is the girl that designed 
like whenever Taylor wears something, she's done the jacket. Yeah, the jacket. Kristen Yuschik, yeah, uh, Kyle Yuschik's wife. Yeah, she's had a come up. Like yeah. good for her. They're so cool too. Yeah. So I don't know where you, you fall on custom NFL fashion, but well, I mean, <laughs> the Lions go to the Super Bowl, catch me in one. Ooh. I mean, I, I don't Hold think on. they can make. I have an idea. Time. Talk talk after the show. Okay. <laughs> uh, Let's go to the oh. Well, we have to talk about our friends over at DraftKings. Yeah. Sally, uh, you know, we're all DraftKings here. You're a Draft Queen. Thank you. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs. They're bringing you an offer that'll help make the playoffs electrifying. Electrifying. Is that John Travolta? Yeah, agrees. Uh, New customers can bet five bucks on any game and get 200 instantly. In bonus bets. Again, five bucks on any game and instantly get 200 in bonus bets. Sally, here we go. Ready for the Lions? Yes. Not the Lions, the Lions. The Lions. Kansas City, Baltimore at Baltimore, plus uh, three and a half for the Chiefs. What do you like there? Oh, really? Chiefs are getting three and a half points on the road. Yeah. I like that. Oh, no. Baltimore? Yeah, I'm taking Baltimore. Baltimore big. Yeah. Uh, and then Detroit is getting seven at San Francisco. A full touchdown for the Detroit Lions. I also think I might take the Giants there. Are the, uh, 49ers. the 49ers. Sorry, not the Giants. I, I, yeah, I see where you're going with it. Okay. I think, I think I'd take both dogs this weekend. Really? Yep. I want to say that I think Detroit can do it. Or at least like, or at lose least by three. Lose by three, yeah. but I'm worried it's going to be a two-touchdown game. Don't tell Will that I said that. Well, this this is not being recorded. It's not being recorded. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code WASHED. New customers can bet just five bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code WASHED. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. Uh, in Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Next one, Sal? Yes. Okay, here's, I'm going to really put the punctuation in Okay, here. here we go. My girlfriend of two years moved in with me, and after three weeks, I come home from work one day, and all of her things are gone. Sorry, he did use one period. It's right here. But it's also not spaced out afterwards. She texted she's sorry for doing it this way and had mentioned she could not get over previous issues that we had. What do I do? Should I not respond for a while? Her B-day is this Saturday. Should I text her happy birthday or leave her be? Any advice would go a long way. Woof. Uh, do not talk to her. This is one of the biggest... See you laters of all time. Okay. Uh, uh, again, this sucks. This is a horrible way to be broken up with. Mm -hmm. Insane way to be and broken up with. An insane way to be broken up with. It it hurts. You have zero closure. You honestly like are going to probably continue to wonder what the hell happened, even though she kind of gave you like, oh, we had issues, blah, blah. But like if she's not willing to talk it out with you 
or sit there like an adult and break up with you after being together for two years. Two years and, and moving, moving in, in with you. Yeah. And then just packing her shit and leaving. Like the only time that that is acceptable is if the other person committed an egregious error like or, cheating, or cheating on you or yeah, having exactly. a second family. Like murder, perhaps. Murder, yeah. <laughs> just straight up leaving and giving no like mm-hmm. – that's a fully coward thing to do. You do not owe her anything. I would not. I would block her from your phone and do everything you can in your power to never contact her again. Here's why. She doesn't deserve your time. She clearly, she made that very clear when she didn't give you an ounce of her time. Yep. Be, focus on the fact that, thank God this happened now Mm -hmm. and not when you were like going to get married or, you know, more when your lives are more entangled. She showed her true cards very upfront. And I don't, as much as he probably wants to know like what happened. I need closure. I want to have a conversation. She doesn't want that or didn't want that. Mm -hmm. And even if she changes her mind later on, you don't owe her shit. Stop focusing on that. Don't text her for her birthday. Uh, In my opinion, don't be nice to her. Like you don't need to go out of your way to be rude to her, but like I would cut her out completely the way she did to you Yeah, and move on and, and try not to focus on the like, Oh man, like I really would just love some closure. When people say like I need closure, if the other person isn't willing to give you closure, that is the closure you need. Correct. They aren't willing to respect you enough to have a conversation with you or to like give you any sort of anything warning besides they, just they, leaving. She she Baltimore cults you in the yeah. middle of the night. Like that is crazy. It's, it's like when people I, I think that's the big the biggest thing about like breaking up with somebody or when uh, when they ghost you like that. Yeah. It, when yeah, people yeah. get ghosted, they're like, if I just had some closure, some like I would feel way better. Yeah. And it's like, no. That is the closure. That's the closure. They like ghosted that. you, they don't care about you enough. I don't think I've ever heard that mindset. But I I, I totally agree with it. It's like that's the, that's as much closure as you need. Right. You were, you, they they you left ghosted, and they, they didn't want to have a conversation. So you Correct. know that in the future they're going to keep doing this. Yeah. They're going to leave arguments. They're going to leave you high and dry. I literally had this happen to a friend in school. We That's were moving crazy. back to Austin. She uh-huh. had been with her boyfriend for two years. They were moving in together. We were going to start our residency, and he straight up disappeared from the face of the earth before That's they insane. moved in together. I would think he's like dead. Correct. And then he like reappeared three weeks later and was like, I'm really sorry. I just like freaked out. It's like, well, then talk to me. We've been Oof. together for two years. Oh my God. Did it's they, like, did they stay so no, they broke okay. up, but like kind of had like a back and forth for like two more months. And I was like, you have got to dump him. Like, Wow. Absolutely not worth your time if he straight up disappears. Mm-hmm. Goodness. So, yeah, and no. like, cold feet, in my opinion, is like, there is no excuse. I mean, there, like, you can have cold feet and be freaking out, but like, you owe your partner more than an explanation. You right. owe them a lot of time and energy. Right. And, and leaving is such a cowardly thing to do. Like, yeah. yeah. So, you do not call her. Do not wish her happy birthday. Consider yourself lucky that this happened now. I mean, not lucky. It's it's a shitty situation, but mm-hmm. li- in a few you know months from now, you'll look back and be like, "Thank God," because I you could have invested more time into her. Totally, and maybe go to Dave and Buster's on Saturday. Get your mind off. Of it. Yeah, do something. <laughs> Next one. Yeah. Hi, mail and crew. I have a friend question. I'm going to try to keep brief and vague, but would love some advice. 
I have a longtime childhood friend who I have grown apart from due to a number of reasons, but the main ones being her behavior around COVID and my wedding. Uh, and more recently, my pregnancy. Bottom line, she's a very self-centered and ignorant person, and I have distanced myself from my own mental health. She's now getting married to someone I'm not a fan of and told me to speak at her very large and international wedding. She's also having a casual bachelorette local to where she lives and positioned it as so easy without acknowledging that it is still a flight and a long drive for me in addition to having to leave my baby and having to find an overnight babysitter for her. One, how do I get out of speaking at this wedding? I cannot write a genuine speech and I'm terrified of public speaking. And two, how can I finally stop feeling guilty for being so over this friendship? This is... Like growing up 101. This, this is, is like growing turning up, 30. Growing apart. Your yeah. your 24-year-old friends can be very different at 34. Right. On the flip side, the girl who's getting married could easily write in and be like, my friend is like not even willing to come to my bachelorette. And Won't she, speak my wedding. She only cares about her baby and yeah. her husband and da, da, da. This is just – genuine your lives don't align anymore and that's okay mm -hmm. um there are people we've talked about this so much but there are people in your lives that like maybe you grew up with like i have friends like this that we are in totally different stages of our life but we you're just like meant to be friends with them because you like don't talk to them every day and maybe you only see them once a year but then you see them and you like catch up like no time has passed and you conversation flows easily and you care about each other, but you also don't let the like minutia of like, <laughs> she didn't call me for three months in a row, mm -hmm. like get in the way. Yeah, Those are friendships that like will stand the test of time and they might not be there for you at every moment of your day, but they'll be there for you in the important stuff. Mm -hmm. And like, I have friends like that, that like I literally haven't seen in like a year and a half. Totally. But, like if I called them tomorrow and we hung out, it'd be like, no time has passed. And you do need people like that in your life. Mm -hmm. Not everyone is going to be that type of friend. Sure. Most friends you make based on your situation or convenience or whatever it is. So like you have your like best work friend because y'all are at work together every day and you have your best friends from college and then you have your best friends from your internship and you have your best friends from camp. And uh, beer league hockey. And beer league hockey. And some of those people will become lifelong friends mm -hmm. and they transition into the like lifelong friend, ride or die. This person will be in my life forever. Mm -hmm. But just because – I think this is like a big thing with college or like immediate post-grad friends. You have this intense bonding period for years where you're in the same situation. You're like living this like pseudo life. Half adult, half – Right. Yeah. Like so you have this bonding, but then you're a totally different person than you were now. Like mm -hmm. you are a totally different person now than you were in college and that person is too. So it's it's normal that like your life – paths are moving far apart sure and again some people are going to put themselves into the category of like we're going to be cool with the fact that we're growing apart and that our lives don't align anymore and we're just going to like make the most of it and some people aren't mm -hmm. and it's okay if your friendship drifts it drifts and it's okay like if you like think about like the people that your parents are friends with or like someone who's like an older adult in your life if you like look at their close friends, likely it's not somebody – very few people it's like I'm still best friends with all my college best friends. Sure. That's like a sobering thing to realize that like you're just going to 
I think I probably realized that like around 30 is like, I'm going to move through stages of life and like my friends are going to change with time and I'm not going to be friends with people forever. Mm -hmm. That's hard to realize as somebody who like loves friends. But it's also exciting because like you think about when Fritz starts playing soccer, you're going to meet a soccer mom and Will's going to meet a soccer dad and you guys are going to go on trips together. And yeah. like that's how my my parents, like my the hockey parents, my right. dad played in the golf hockey league for 20 years. And like it's it, it's just waves of life. And, you and get, it's, it's hard, I think, to realize that your high school or your college friends are not going to be your – all of them aren't going to be your adulthood sure. friends. So just – Come to peace with that fact. I think everyone, especially when you approach your 30s, like approaches this dilemma because you, when you leave college and then you leave the postgrad and you're really motivated to keep up with all your friends, but as things change, it becomes harder. And that's, I think, right around 30, maybe like late 20s is when you realize, like, mm -hmm. oh, it's really difficult to like keep in touch of with course. 15 girls. Yeah. Yes. Um, as we've all moved around the country and our lives have changed. So don't feel guilty about that. Do you think she should speak at the wedding? No. Okay. Personally, I'd like be there for her, go to the wedding. I think if, especially if you're just in a kind of like over it and you're just like, I don't, it's doing you both a disservice because clearly she's not going to continue being a really good friend. Mm -hmm. And then, in my opinion, like a wedding, something like that, like is somebody – I don't want to look back on my wedding and be like, I can't believe I let this person speak. We don't even talk anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I see what you're saying. And I I have been in weddings where like I literally don't even speak to the person anymore. Not like mm -hmm. of anything besides the fact that we grew apart. You're sure. like, okay. Yeah. So I would just tell her like, hey, I'm really honored that you um, want me to speak. I really – and don't blame it on like we're not friends anymore and you're not you're selfish, but just be like mm -hmm. I really, really am uncomfortable public speaking. I thank you for thinking of me, but I would really appreciate if you took someone else. Like happy to write you and your husband like a note. Oh, of course. Yeah. Something, of what something I would meaningful say. and I, I will write you my speech. Right. Give it to y'all and – But and I like – I, I can't it, speak it. It will give me too much anxiety and like I really just would rather enjoy the day with you than like be freaking out about speech the whole totally. time. And then if she pushes it further, just be like, I'm not comfortable speaking at your wedding. I'm yeah. not going to. Boom. Done. And she's probably going to pitch a fit about it. But like again, that's just like the writing on the wall of this friendship. It's like it yeah. kind of sounds like the friend getting married has already like kind of committed some like – she's probably, like I said, on the flip side being like <sighs> – Sarah won't speak at my wedding. Right, like, right. It's it's the self. It, it's the self centered. Why why are you both trying to make something happen? Like you're just going to speak at her wedding to make her happy, and then she's going to look mm -hmm. back and be like, Sarah did a half ass job. Like it's not worth it. Like the the only if if I'm gonna if you're gonna say, hey, do you want to speak and say something? Is it worth doing like a passage from Corinthians or something? You know, is there like reading something versus orating something? Right. I mean, I yeah. If you if you would like want to present it that way, be like, mm -hmm. hey, I'm happy to read a passage. Yeah. But I mean, if you're like freaked out of public speaking, then probably. That still kind of gets you? Yeah. Okay. Whatever you're comfortable with. But I mean, I, again, set the boundary. Like, no, mm -hmm. I, I'm not going to do it. And as far as the bachelorette wedding, I mean, we answer this question so often. It's It's a personal yardstick for everybody. For me, I'm like, I 
try to make the effort for friends to go. Mm-hmm. But I'm also like, if you're going to be a child about it or like, or if you are making it really difficult for me to get there, like I reserve the right to like keep my finances and mental health intact of and course. say no. Yeah. And so it's, it, it's, it, it's, it's different for everybody. Like don't yeah. go and feel hostage to somebody you can you, you feel can, like you need to. You can say no. You can say no, and people are going to complain about it, the bride especially, and that's okay. And like, it's not going to affect your long-term anything. It's right. Gonna, it's going to piss her off for a day. You're going to feel weird about it for a day, and then you guys are going to move on with your lives. And, like, again, we've said this before. I've missed two friends' bachelorettes. Mm-hmm. One because I was out of town for another wedding, and one because I was in the middle of school and had three tests the next week. Yeah, so, of course. I'm still friends with all those people. And they understand. And like we, friendship stood the test of time, will stand the test of time. Other people whose bachelorette parties I missed, if they pitched a fit, I'm kind of like, well, this was a little telling. Like, Yeah, Yeah, sure. Yeah, you kind of, then you know. If if that's going to affect your friendship that bad and it sounds Mm -hmm. like it might, like then you are, the writing's kind of already on the wall for me. Sure is. You know? Uh, This one's for Randy. Looking for advice based on own personal experience and also what uh, what Sally has seen other moms do when at work. After having an unplanned C-section with my first, it looks like I will most likely need to have a planned C-section with my second. Do you have any advice on things I can do to make the whole process and experience not seem like just another medical procedure? Also, as a two-time C-section mom, is there any recovery advice you have? Randy, what do you yeah, know about so C-sections? First of all, what I would think... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Randy, please give us your Randy, medical you know, opinion. Okay, Randy, real quick. Beginner, what what does a C-section entail in your mind? Do you Do know you, what the C stands for? Yeah, to be honest, I want to know how to spell it. Uh, He's going to say Caesar salad. I would just assume that you just, it's like a dissecting a frog. <laughs> just right. go in there and you get it. Uh-huh. It's like a fumbled recovery. <laughs> Do you Do you know how the incision is made? I'm assuming a scalpel. No, but do you know where, like, where you, like, how you cut someone's stomach open? Like, do you go horizontal, vertical? I would, I would think vertical, right? Ooh, then you kill them. You go horizontal, so you save the abdominal muscles, right? Ish. Yes. Well, kind of. Uh, you. <laughs> I ain't no doctor. That's actually uh, the way they cut the abdominal mu- muscles is usually vertical. So, oh, okay. Uh, well, it depends. There's two different. Owned. There's a classical C-section, which is where you like go from someone's belly button to pubic bone oh, vertically, boy, straight up. Like. That's C-section how they used to classical. do it. Now they do it horizontally, like above your pubic bone. That's what I. That's in but, my head. That's but how it works. Some people still, even though they're going horizontal, cut the abdominal Ooh, sheath uh, vertically. So it just depends on how your doctor does it. God. Most people are going to go horizontal, but basically, Randy and everyone listening, cesarean, right? That, cesarean section. Cesarean. Okay. Uh, means you ba- you cut through seven layers of skin, fat, fascia, uh, abdominal muscles, peritoneum. I'm mm-hmm. missing some. And then the uterus, finally. And then right? the uterus, which is you cut the uterus and then you pull the baby out and then you pull the placenta out and then you sew up all those layers. Sew it all back up. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. I seven layers? It's like a dip. It's a seven-layer dip. Yeah. But they not every doctor closes all seven layers. Sometimes they just clo- like they close the uterus and then they close like Does they count heal three. On, on yeah, exactly. Kind of Holy shit. Yeah. That's medicine's so cool. Uh okay. I my first C section was not planned. Okay. It wasn't 
unplanned. It, was it wasn't sort of like an emergency, a... but it was it was not. I didn't go in there the morning of expecting to have a C-section. Yeah. Uh, so quick. I'm going to make this as fast as I can because I do like talking about this a lot. But most time when you are laboring and you are getting anesthesia for laboring, it's called an epidural. Y'all have heard of that before. Mm-hmm. Um, big it, old needle. Big needle. Then they thread a catheter into your back, a, a, oh, you know, uh, basically. And then it infuses medicine into your epidural space. Yeah. Um, Wild. Epidurals can be what we call patchy, which means sometimes you can be numb in some places, but not numb in others. So when you have a C-section that's unplanned and you had a labor epidural and we convert you to a C-section, a couple things are happening. Number one, a labor Mm -hmm. epidural is not going to get as good of numbness as what an other anesthetic is called, called a spinal, which is placed similarly to an epidural, but it's a single shot of numbing medicine. So Mm -hmm. it lasts like three hours. Number two, if you've been laboring, you are already exhausted and you have tons of hormones going already and you also have been getting medicine through your epidural that can cause you to be sleepy. And so most people's first C-section that was unplanned tends to be a not great experience. Usually you had one because the baby's not doing well or you're not doing well, so it's already kind of scary. And you're exhausted and you're usually shaky and throwing up because that comes with labor too. And- so most people don't even remember it or like they remember really bad things. Kind of like black. It's like a blackout experience. I remember Fritz's and I was like very prepared for a C-section because I do them all the time. Mm-hmm. And I still like blacked out during part of it. I had shoulder pain. Like I was vomiting the whole time after. Jesus. Not a great experience. Yeah. I tend to tell people when I perform, when I do anesthesia for a second C-section after they've already had a C-section. So like this girl. It's a totally different experience. It's like a spa treatment, essentially. Like we really? bring you oh in. Oh my gosh! You have your makeup done. You come in. You stopped eating at midnight, but like you know what's going to happen. You know yeah. I'm going to go in and like have a baby. And like the baby, if I my C-section scheduled at seven, this baby's going to be out by seven thirty. You walk in. You get a spinal. Again, a spinal works for a C-section because again we're cutting open your abdomen. Yeah. Way more numb. Okay. Than an epidural. I'm not saying an epidural you can't get numb, but a spinal is like a very what we call a dense block. Like you're not going to be able to feel anything. I, I got nerve blocks in my shoulder for shoulder surgery. That mm-hmm. is, it's a wild. Yeah, thing. I, I would assume it's like you like touch your thigh similar. and you're like, oh, it's just that's like oh, it's like, it's like another yeah. person's yeah arm. limb. Yeah, it's weird. So already because it's more of a controlled environment, it's a totally different situation. Uh-huh. Not saying that. Other C-sections that aren't unplanned aren't controlled, but they tend to be a little bit more what we call urgent or staff. Sure, yeah. Depending on what's going on. So this time you we know like you're doing fine, the baby's doing fine. We get we get the spinal, we lay you down, we connect you to everything. Then we like le- not leisurely, but we like do a timeout. Everyone like talks, we're happy. So and then you do the facial. It's just then- totally different. It's yeah. it's way more you already know what to expect, and it's not. I think people freak out like my experience was so bad. It's like, well, because you were exhausted, you've probably been pushing and like been laboring for 24 hours. This is a totally different situation. You're like, you probably might not even have a contraction going in for a scheduled one. That's so, crazy. Oh my gosh. So, so she kind of asked like, how do I not make you just seem like, oh, it's a surgery. Like you, is she this is, to, so she wants some sort of like struggle thing, or pain or I like, think, no, no, no. I think People, though, feel like C-sections can be very sterile. And because you didn't, like, birth a baby vaginally, you're not, like, still birthing a child, which is bullshit. Because you 
are not only bringing a child into the world, you're also having abdominal surgery. So sure. you're just as much of a mom as everyone else. Absolutely. Uh, but you can also make it, people are like, I didn't get to like listen to the music or pull out my essential oils or whatever. You're in an OR, you can do, they'll let you do a lot of stuff. So I would talk to your doctor before and then also mention to the anesthesiologist or CRNA or whoever's doing your anesthesia, like, hey, I really want X, Y, Z. So like for Will and I, I wanted to listen to music, which we did. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to somebody to take pictures and of watch Top Gun of him coming out. No. <laughs> and I wanted Will to cut the cord. And most doctors will let you do that. They'll like keep the umbilical cord long and cut it. That's crazy. Charlie did not do great. Charlie didn't okay. breathe for like the first two minutes of his life. So it was Boy. a little scary. Yeah. Anyway, you can be like, I want, you know, delayed cord clamping to all of these things in general, when you go in with a birth plan, whether you have a C-section or a vaginal birth, you can say all these things like, this is what I want. And as long as the baby and you are doing okay, most doctors are going to be like, cool, we'll do that. Um, so you can say it like, I want, you know, uh, my husband to be able to like call out the gender or like the time of the birth. I want someone to take pictures of us. Most people are going to be really accommodating about that. That's so like, cool. Bring music, mm -hmm. um, even if it's on your phone, just make it like kind of a happier environment. This person personally DM me. I will answer your questions. I'll freaking mm -hmm. hop on a call with you. I, I'm really passionate about this stuff because I think childbirth is such a like very intimate situation that I get to be a part of all the time. And it's really humbling. But I also think people feel like I'm stepping into an operating room. I'm not allowed to like call the shots, but it is your baby being born. So like sure. you can't call the shots of surgery. There's still stuff that we have to abide by, like sterility and mm -hmm. like, you know, whatever. But we can make accommodations. You are having a baby. So like you, if you want to say like, I would really like to like put him or her on my chest afterwards, as long as the baby's doing okay, most people are going to let you do that. Like, okay. so think about what you would want if you were having a vaginal birth and then ask your doctor, like what things can we accommodate? Mm -hmm. Like can the husband get pizza and ice cream, for example? For watch, like doing the hard work. Yeah, not in the OR, but maybe after. Maybe after. Sure. Uh, but seriously, DM me and okay. I will answer your like section questions. But um, also, any medical things, like I think, this is as an aside, and then I'll stop talking. When people go in for surgery or to the hospital and things like that, they're very scared because they're in a situation of things that they're not used to. Of course. It's up to you to be an advocate. Like, don't be a dick or a Karen, but like, if you want to say like, Hey, I like, I really want to avoid this. Is there any way we can like avoid giving me opioid medications? Or I really want, uh, you know, the lights low oh, okay. during, you, you know, do... like things like that. I mean, and I'm not talking about just having babies. I'm talking about in general, like if you're having surgery and you're like, Hey, I'm like so nervous. Can you give me something beforehand? Say what you're your freaking out yeah. about, like, mm -hmm. or say what you're concerned about. Like, we want to hear it and we will try to make accommodations for you within reason. Sure. The last thing on this topic, I feel like from what I've heard from friends having children and um, kind of getting to that age, does it, fe it feels like, you know, a common trope I hear is that they're like, oh yeah, it's like, it's sort of like an industrial complex. They're just, you're in, you have the baby and then they're like, all right, you got a day and then we're getting you out of here. Is there some, is there some sort of like... Is it just because there's so many births? Is there, you know, kind of everyone becomes the same for you on the on the on the medical side, on the doctor side, on the nurse side? 
I think people just... feel that way because once you have a baby, they literally are clinically care about like how the baby's doing, how you're doing. And then once you're both like ready to go, they got to get you out because like, I think when you have a baby and you're like, they're sending you home, you're like, yeah. you're t- terrified, right? Like I'm it's... allowed to go home <laughs> with this thing by myself. Like you didn't yeah. tell me anything. Like, yeah. I don't know how to raise a child. Like mm-hmm. what the hell? Uh, and so it feels like they push you out, but it's like, because most people would straight up stay for a month and be like, someone else help me. Like, I don't <laughs> exactly. know what the fuck is going on. And every little thing that you're like, oh my God, is, are they okay? They, yeah. Like, their, their face turned a little red. Like, no, oh my God. that's, that's honestly the job of the pediatrician. Like you show up to the pediatrician yeah. and you're like, how, how do I take care of another human? <laughs> like, what do I need to do? Yeah. But that's every single person leaving the hospital is like, you didn't give me any advice. There's, like, there's no manual. They're like, here's what to look for if they're dying. And you're like, okay, yeah. well, but like, what about the other stuff? Like, yeah. no, they don't, they don't tell you. You See just ya. figure that out. Goodbye. We have to go yourself. do another one. Yeah. <laughs> Next one. Yeah. Oh, this is me. Hey, Mel and team. I'm the best man for two weddings this year, and I'm in the process of planning two bachelor parties. This is the first time I've been in charge of planning something like this. What are the rules I need to be aware of? Everyone pays for their Airbnb except for the groom. How much structure should I add for the days? Just create a rough itinerary. Also, what are some good go to, oh, sorry, some good to knows on writing best man speeches? I'm a planner, so I'll likely get moving on these months in advance before the wedding. Love this question. Love this question. Bachelor slash bachelorette party. Different vibes. As far as itineraries go, I think. Different vibes as far as itineraries, but in, in general for me, planning a trip, especially depending on the amount of people, as Very best man. Much depends on the amount of it, it totally depends on the amount of people, but I think as best man, your priority should be finding a location to stay. Mm-hmm. So Airbnb, hotel, whatever it be, and like help coordinate that. Yep. And then making reservations for meals. Dinner being, I think, the most important and maybe like tea, again, tea time is a good example. Tea time. It, it totally depends on where you are too. Like mm-hmm. if you're in Scottsdale, you need to make dinner reservations, you need to make tea times and maybe like a fun pool day or like a club if, day. If, yeah, if that. If it's that. Sort of for a best man and bachelor party, I kind of the rule of having like one thing, whether that's a steakhouse reservation, a tea time, you know, block. Um, the chances are these guys are not going to want to be going in this like regimented. Oh, right. we got to be here. We got to be here. We got to get on the bus. We got to do this. We got to do that. We we have the props for this. It's just it's just not that vibe for yeah. bachelor parties, at least in my experience. It's like oh, we got to be at the steakhouse at six thirty. Yeah, and you know that in breakfast time, and however we end up getting there, you have twelve guys with one thing on their brain that's got to be there at six thirty. And and everybody's gonna kind of you know they break off into little cliques and the work friends hang out and the high school friends hang out and you kind of intermingle but have one thing planned each day yeah. whether it's a tea time block whether it's a steakhouse res um, whether it's a Vegas pool party or you're skiing pool party ski day, like something hey we're gonna do this on this day everybody be here at this time anytime you're getting more than that you're getting into territory where people are like oh this fucking Nazi over here. I, I also agree about a bachelorette party, though. The biggest thing mm-hmm. for me is, like, have meals or an idea of what the meal is going to be, at yep. least for dinner, so that people are getting some sort of sustenance. Because it's like, the, as the day goes on, the drunker you are, yeah. if y'all had, didn't make a plan, mm-hmm. then it's like a shit show. But, like, have a steakhouse reservation, 
have one night, just do pizzas. I think for Barrett's, they had like a chef come, which was like a fun idea. Very cool idea. We've done that on bachelor parties Mm -hmm. or bachelorette parties. But like, even if the plan is I'm ordering pizza, just in your head, be like, here's where I'm ordering pizza from. I'm going to call them at 5 p.m. Because the worst thing possible is you like, okay, like Saturday's a free night. And then everyone's like, well, should like, should we all go together for dinner? And then you have 14 dudes trying to get into a restaurant. Like, yeah, it, I think with guys, not that, not that we're, I, I think we just, we're, we're cool with going to a bar and like, oh, we're just going to hammer chicken wings. That's fine. And it's kind of like. But just that, have a plan. Yeah. You don't need to have plans for breakfast or for mm-hmm. lunch. Like girls always do like a brunch usually. Sure. But like even lunch or breakfast normally is like free for all. It's yeah. like, figure it out. Like yeah. you're an They're, adult, make a sandwich at the Airbnb or yeah. like stop get something on the turn or if you're skiing stop and do a little après and like have lunch mm-hmm. whatever it be but like dinners plan dinners they don't all have to be at restaurants just have a plan i like that yeah and then again one activity per day yeah there you go and um, that, that activity make sure that uh you can actually do it and not just show up i i haven't had a situation like that but i have I was a current, say, what what, have what a, personal experience i'm just saying is this, i currently uh, have a friend that's booking a bachelor party that i can hell like definitely kind of just like hopes for the best and it's like if you're gonna like we're gonna maybe go snowmobiling like i'm gonna call the place beforehand and be like hey let's make sure do we you have meet, 12 like, have, snowmobiles yeah and then we have like tickets do we need reservations because i could just see him right. being like oh we'll show up there and then we can do the tour it's like yeah no make sure like things are like you can actually do the things that you're planning right even if it's like going to a brewery calling ahead and being like hey i have 12 guys coming on saturday like around noon mm-hmm. like we cool with that like is, do we need a reservation or are we cool to just walk in yep like one call ahead this is where guys and girls differ like girls will be like I have a reservation at 10, 14 a.m. for brunch and da, da, da. like we have spa treatments like yes. girls are cool with that. That's fine. But like at least do some some legwork. If you're going to go play putt putt, like just make sure they're cool with because the the where it gets you is that you have usually 10 plus people mm-hmm. and you can't walk into anywhere. It becomes yeah. very hard to do like, walk-ins. Right. Working at Jimmy John's is weird to say, but like if someone came in and like ordered like – 500 sandwiches like we're not prepared to give you that right. we have to refuse your service like that's right. a ridiculous thing but like a lot of places aren't ready for a big group right so, so hey man, again like if you're picking up lunch for the house like yeah. that you don't have to plan that right now for a, a, an august you know bachelor party but like call the week ahead and be like hey i'm gonna order like 10 sandwiches cold cuts baby yeah make it easy just a little a little bit and that clearly this guy's ready because he's yeah you're, you're he's already, already planning um he's asked Usually, in my experience, everybody pays for the Airbnb except the groom. That's a yes, in my opinion. The groom gets a free ride on that and the best room in the house if you're doing an Airbnb. Okay. No? I, I'm trying to remember like the last one I yeah. went on, and I feel like the bachelorette has always like paid her way. Normally, we've like, okay. paid for dinners and stuff. Interesting. Yeah, okay. I, I feel like I thought the rule was more that the bachelor pays for his airfare and lodging, and then everything else is on the group. Right. Got it. Okay. I, I don't disagree. I've but the ones that I've been to two bachelor parties that were Airbnb and we gave we definitely gave the groom the best room and I think we paid for the his like share. Okay. Maybe maybe we didn't. That's but we nice. definitely gave him the ni- the nicest room and I think everyone I've been on the the bachelorette has paid for what okay. Granny lodging. said flight and lodging yeah, flight makes and sense. then we have paid for her Everything dinners. Else. I've have like usually like an uncle will call in and be like, "Hey, that's steakhouse night, put it on my card." Yeah. I've had that happen. Like, yeah. Um, that doesn't always happen. No, but 
And also one thing uh, is that this happens with bachelorette and bachelor parties. If you're going to be putting down your card, I personally think, especially as the best man, like that's fine. You have everyone's numbers, but mm-hmm. like if, if anyone else get a split wise or something like that, so that if people are paying for stuff, they can get paid back. Yep. And yep, yep. how about you, the batch app? Shouts to our friends or the over batch the batch app. app. Something like that where there's a central location for stuff so that if somebody went and got beers for the house or something like that, you're, you're not like three months later at the wedding tracking them down and being like, oh, like I, I paid for this. Like we, just be an adult and be an pay adult. for your Venmos. Figure it out. Uh, he asked about writing best man speeches. I have the best man sandwich method. Ready for this? Yeah. One, keep it tight. Two, intro, joke, story, joke, sentimental, toast. Yeah. That's it. You can and like, just, boom. I, again, keep it tight. Say how you know him. We do not need. I was at a wedding this weekend. Mm-hmm. Ryan and I went to college together. I mean, we don't need the that. first day of Rush. We don't need that. Like, if there's no point to what the sentence is of like pointing you towards something you're going to say, don't mm-hmm. add it as like just fluff. Just. Yeah. Remove the fluff. Intro. I'm 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 Sam. I'm Brett, and I know Randy because we worked together and washed. I Great. met this dude because he couldn't run to save his life, so we were last in gym class yeah. every fucking day. Joke. Joke. Story. Story about him and his fiance, his wife. Joke. Joke. Sentimental. I'm I, so happy you I'm guys so have happy found each other. Sarah's beautiful. Like you hit the jackpot with a wife. Toast. Toast. Love you guys. No crying. Literally, the worst thing you could do is start rambling. That and everyone thinks like, oh, yeah. everyone's gonna love the story, but like, no one cares. It, be uh, be a little sober for this one too. Yes, because be when you're drunk, it's easy to be like, oh, that remember, Jared, you remember that? Remember that, Jared? And then we've talked about this before, but either memorize it or have like a card or on your phone just one word that's gonna prompt you to what you're gonna say. Bullet points. Do not. Read from your phone or from a piece of paper that's Mm -hmm. five pages long. Amen. Nothing will kill. If you look like this, I don't care if it's the best toast in the world. If you look at your phone like this, I am automatically zoning out and I'm not going to listen to it. 100%. It's like a PowerPoint presentation. Yeah. The people that would have like the slides and, you know, ugh. Don't care. Don't care. And I I would say as one of the jokes, I I think we said this before, someone has to catch a stray. Usually someone on the group, the... The bad, like the wedding party's good, or one of the parents, because if if it's like the brother of the groom or something, you at least are guaranteed half of the family is going to laugh. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Someone I like that. Give, give somebody like a stray. Yeah, an obscure person though. It needs to be yeah. someone who's right. a VIP it's, within the like, wedding. Yeah, the one other guy from your fraternity is not going to do that. Like, but yeah. like his dad doing something, mm-hmm. like that's going to get something. Yeah, that's a good. Point. And also, you're doing two bachelor parties. Last tip I have. You can ask for help for another groomsman. Like, oh, totally. Especially yeah. since you're paying two of them. Like, ask for help from someone else that you and, know at the party. And ask the groom's opinion. Not everything has to be a surprise. Oh, like, what I, do you want to do? Like, what would you like? At some point, I'll, if, you know, for my bachelor party, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to want input. Because, yeah. one, I, the two best men, shouts to Matt and Dan, love them. Piece of shit. No, they're they're great guys. They're not, a, they're not party planners. Yeah. They would, they'd, I, I, they would, it wouldn't go well. So I'd be like, I, I'm gonna hold y'all's hand yeah. through this. I would like one surprise. Everything else, I like I want. Where would you do your bachelor party, Randy? Honestly, it's it's hard to say. I've I've thought about 
maybe just Austin because none of my friends have ever came to visit me. Yeah. So it would be oh, kind of okay. just cool to just like get this take him around my city. Otherwise, like, I don't know. I'm not getting married anytime soon. If I'm in like upper 30s, Tokyo would be pretty cool. Tokyo. It'd wow. be like, whoa. Know, it'd have to be when I'm getting like married. If I'm, we're a lot older, Tokyo would be cool. That would be sick for a bachelor party. Wow. Okay. I didn't, I didn't think about that. I thought people were like real high class for going to Cartagena for like, <laughs> I'm like, wow, way to go to Colombia. Randy's like, I'm going to Tokyo. What are you doing your bachelorette party, Sally? I never have one. I know. We have to have one. Uh, I don't know. What I am going to Scottsdale with like my our group of five girlfriends. Toka Madeira. I was like <laughs> joking. I was like, well, I didn't get to go to two of their bachelorette parties. I never had one. So I was like, I think that each like dinner, brunch, whatever, we each get to pretend that we're like. I love that. You should do. You should totally do that. Yeah, uh, I was gonna do it in Napa, and then mm -hmm. now I'm like, that was when I was gonna get married to Will, like before COVID hit and everything like that. Yeah, and then we didn't have time, and then we were gonna like do them post, and mm -hmm. then I was like, I'm not gonna make everyone go to Napa. <laughs> I would love to do a girls trip to Napa, of course, but like not under the guys like we have to celebrate me and I'm gonna wear white. Like <laughs> I'm an adult now, yeah. and, it, and not that you can't do that. I'm just saying sure. like I have two kids now. I can't be like making we'll it all about me. Yeah, I got you. I my one of my buddies did uh, did Bozeman, oh. and it was just like twelve guys in a house on like two hundred acres, and they chilling, shot stuff, and drank a bunch of whiskey. Where do like, you want That's... yours to be? When I saw that go down, I was like, that kind of sounds tight. I I always imagined like a like a lake house somewhere, yeah. and you just have a big big lake house, and you're on the water for a weekend, and play maybe play around a golf, and just go to the Honestly, bars in a like, little lake. One town. of my best friends did hers. In Austin, and I was like, mm -hmm. yeah. "This should be interesting because we we're all from Texas, and it was so fun." And we like I'm did sure. a barge one day, like on Lake Austin, mm -hmm. and then we just like went out to like our old haunts, and it was hilarious. It was probably awesome. It was probably great. We had a we had a great time. Um. Anyway, I, I will. The last thing I'll say is, there's look at Saratoga for bachelor parties. Mm -hmm. Everybody I know who does them there has a fucking blast because there's yeah. a lake, there's a concert venue, there's a great downtown like bar district. Yeah, great food. The horse track. I mean, you can gamble if you want. Yeah. It's, it's got everything. Or, you know, Austin or Nashville. Or Austin. The, the or typical. Nash Vegas, the typical Nash. ones. I, the amount of people that were on bachelorette parties going to Vegas, or not Vegas, to Nashville with us mm -hmm. last week was oh, I'm sure. astounding. It was like almost like being on a flight to Orlando, the amount of kids. It's yes. Like that. But you know what everybody's doing here. One girl was wearing a shirt. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'll say this, and then we can end this podcast. Okay. She was wearing a shirt that Will and I saw, and I was like, that... Is wild. And then, of course, she was on our flight. She was wearing a shirt. It was three frogs. They all were wearing cowboy hats. And it just said, giddy up, pussies. <laughs> I love that. was like, a great shirt. Holy shit. <laughs> this girl. And then, of course, we saw her at the bar. Uh -huh. And then we, like, saw her on our flight. And I was like, God, oh, yeah. of course. She's oh, going yeah. to Nashville. She's going to have a good time. Yeah. I got shit for this take uh, in, like, a group text. But I was like, I think, like, Minneapolis would be a cool bachelor party spot. Probably. And I was like, great golf. They have Lake Minnetonka. You know, awesome little downtown area, whether it's UM or yeah. downtown mini or Minnetonka, like it's like a kind of a party scene. And it was like, that's so dumb. Like, fucking. Uh, honestly, not to throw shade at Minnesota or Minneapolis. What's wrong with that? Like, it has everything that you, you could do. In, I'm like, sure it'd be fine. It sure be fun. But like, just you saying that is like the bachelor uh, when they said that they're going to Cleveland and all oh, the they're girls. Like, <laughs> the girls are like, like everyone would probably be like, oh no, but they had to do, give canned yeah. answers. They're yeah. like, Cleveland is so cool. We're going to the, yeah. the Rock and Roll Hall it's, of Fame. Everyone was really like, 
Oh. I said that everyone's like, like that's so fucking lame, dude. Honestly, one of the other ba- my favorite bachelorette parties awesome. was when we went to Chicago. Yeah. It was like right in the it was right before the Chicago Marathon. It was fall. We rented a pontoon boat and mm-hmm. literally cruised the rivers and we were like absolutely hammered, like weaving in and out of these like Oh, the architecture cool the tour on the Chicago River is really cool. No, I know, but like we were on a pontoon boat with like all the architecture tour boats between us, and oh. I mean, <laughs> it was so fun. Like, yeah, I look back at that weekend, I'm like, that was absurd and like hilarious and really, really fun. Mm-hmm. We had the best time. It's just you can I, shoot. You, I'm not gonna like. You can be in Springfield, Illinois, and if you're with twelve of your best friends in the world, you're gonna find a way yeah. to have fun. Like that's just yeah. That's why these. Parties are so. I fun. am. I am pro going a little more laid back because I think the like, uh, you know, Miami Vegas Cabo weekend that is like mm-hmm. that is planned to every minute for girls. I'm like, those are the ones Exhausting. that I'm like resenting the person because I'm like, oh my god, we have to like wear pink tonight and like we have like tonight's ones, jaguar stripes right, or when you like get to just chill with your friends. Another one we had a really great time as we went to Boulder and like. Went to my friend's mom or my my friend's mom's friend's like house, house yeah. on the mountains, and we just like literally like hung out Sounds in this awesome. mountain house. It was awesome. We mm-hmm. didn't ski, we didn't do anything. We just like hung out in this house and then went out in Boulder. Love it. Again, great time because you're just like getting to hang out with your friends and like mm-hmm. there's no like pressure to like go get guys to invite you to a table and blah blah. blah like you know, yeah. I love the story of you and Lily in Vegas being like. We need we need the we need the table. We have to go flirt. Well, yeah. And when it was Lily's, I was like, no offense to everyone else on this bachelorette party except for me because I was a student. But like, mm-hmm. we can afford to buy a table. So why don't we just be bad bitches and buy our own table? Why am I like pimping myself out to twenty five year olds, asking them to like <laughs> a bottle of Ciroc for, for a <laughs> bottle of Ciroc and cranberry juice? Like, can yeah. we just not? Like, I was so pissed about that. I was like, I hate this because I know that everyone here can afford it. Like, let's all uh-huh. put in $200 and buy a bottle of, of yeah, you whatever, know, Tito's. Yeah, a Tito's. bachelor party when you're 23 compared to 30. Like, that's another thing to wonder about, too. Very yeah. much so. A bachelor party when you're 23 is like, dude, let's do Vegas. Let's, let's, go, go, to let's, do, let's go to bars. Let's, let's play. Let's play craps all night. And then tw- thirty, it's like let's go, let's go golf at a really nice course, yeah. And have a really nice oh, steak, I mean, Will, and then Will's go to bed at ten thirty. Barrett's was like every single person there besides Barrett had children. They yeah. all, I like honestly, the biggest fear about Will going to ski. Mm-hmm. I was like, please don't. I don't care if you get hammered. Like he if breaks you, an arm. I'm and like, can't I'm hold literally Charlie. like, please don't tear your ACL. Please don't tear your yeah. ACL. That was my biggest fear. He's fine. Knock on wood. Can't. I'm I'm going to Utah in about six hours. So. Hopefully not. Steen fricks. Steen does frick. On the mail in next week with just my my arm in a sling, like <laughs> collarbone. No, I won't. Uh, I won't hit any trees. Anyway, that's the mail in podcast. We are uh, so happy that you guys are tuning in. Thank you, Randy, for being on the ones and twos. Please subscribe, rate, five stars, review, and tell a friend about the show. Hit the hotline, 888-362-MAIL. That is 888-362-6245. Or again, you can write in at the link in the Twitter bio at Mail in podcast. Sally, where can the folks find you? Sally DeFreeze on Instagram and Twitter. I am Brett Merriman at Schmerriman on both of those platforms. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.